Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. We're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bali has a performer. I Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional. Professional review on... RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 5. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Clank. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the live review podcast, <laughs> where we're just two super fans... Yes. ...with so much experience and psychology, mental health oh. and performance between us that we oh. thought, you know what? The world needs to listen to us and what we have to say. <laughs> We're just, yeah, you didn't ask, but here it is. When it comes to skills and talent, we're dripping. Talent? Talent. Talent. You don't think I have talent? <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we do. Basically, we watch the show once and we stop and we talk and then we, we conversate. We conversate. We just, conversate. Just talk. And then just we conversate. And, it's um, a game of how many Drag Race quotes can we fit exactly, into, into one little three line. sentences. Yeah, one little line, right? <laughs> and it's not that we are, you know, Drag Race, you know, encyclopedic masterminds. We didn't use those words that are, to check through a few. That are above the universe, but... <laughs> nothing uh, nothing, no- is, <laughs> nothing is bigger or above the universe, I'm afraid. Nothing, sorry, nothing is more than the universe. Nothing is more than the universe. Okay, so, so don't even try it. Why did I even go there? Yeah. Why? Why did you come <laughs> The universe. <laughs> How's your week been so far? It's been good, thank you. Yeah. Uh, pleasantly busy. Uh, how about you? You've been, you've, you were very brave coming on air today because you've I had a very, nasty cold. I was very brave. You're very brave, I thought. Yeah. You've had a nasty cold. You know what? I've, I don't know if you can notice everyone, but I'm giving you Luther Vandross. You're giving... Tonight with my sultry sounds, I'm giving you... You know what you're giving. You're giving Phoebe... When she had a cold. Oh, Phoebe. That's dickest, dickest shoe. <laughs> Why you stick on me, baby? I'm giving, I'm giving you that baritone. I'm giving you that voice. Let's be honest. I'm giving you that fake voice when you used to call that guy or talk to that guy for the first time, <laughs> and, and you know, and you finally have that first chat. Or, or when you do that voice note voice on grinder. Yeah, let's yeah, be yeah. honest. I'm giving you that voice. This is the voice that you. you <laughs> let's be honest. And it's only the message saying, "Can I, can I hear your voice? Can I send a voice note?" And this and is the voice you got. So me 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 me. All right, mate. Uh, yeah, I'm just uh, back from rugby practice. How's it going, so, la? Yeah, yeah, la? Yeah, la? Yeah, la? I'm actually trying. I'm doing North Wales there, actually, <laughs> not Scams. Oh, we've all been there. We've all been mm. there. And it's, Affectations, it's, eh? It's, and it's great. It's great. It's good. Mm. It's nice. It's different. It's unusual. <laughs> nice to put on a character. I really hope that you guys. Um, I'm loving this new this new take. So, if we were to quickly <laughs> just you know a bit a bit that's going on. Mm. Or something that's going on in the Drag Race UK scene mm. is what I've been seeing on Twitter is there's been a big explosion of queens really coming for Club Kids UK. Now, right. f- from what I know, Club Kids UK is a like a, a booking, it's like a company Event that... Event organiser yeah, that hires the queens. That hires the queens to, to do shows and like drag fest and all of that. We have been to things organised by Club Kids in the past. Yeah, we have. Yeah. And, it's, and it's... A lot of the queens are, you know, they're being very cryptic. Saying, oh, you know, I haven't been paid. Mm. And for the same guys, for the same people. And I should be... I'm owed this much and I'm not getting my money. Mm. And... um. It came up. I think the first. I think it 
was brought up again by either Sminty or Lawrence Cheney. Right, okay. Lawrence Cheney calling them out and then Sminty saying something and then other queens just kind of jumped on it and said, you know what, we're having the same problems. And a lot of them weren't saying the names, but then some people kind of figured out it was Club Kids UK. Right. And... This is not the first time that I've heard this before. I've heard... I've heard it before it, as you well. Know, there was a wave of this kind of, you know, attack and like coming for them sometime last year. And then it kind of just died down and it's coming up yeah. again. And I think it's because they have some sort of monopoly on the drag race girls and getting them to do shows and performances that this has been able to go on for that long. But but I don't, mm. under, I don't understand if this is the reputation, how they're still able to get so many drag queens on this show and do performances. Well, I, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. I can only assume that there's uh, that the, there's a limit to the choices the queens have. It, it just makes me really sad that they that they're the ones with the talent. They're the ones who people are going to see, and they're not the ones who are profiting off their own talent because they're re- relying on some presumably corrupt booking agency. They should unionize. That's that's what they need. Like no joke, they should unionize. Yeah. Why? Like drag queens should be banding together and demanding their worth, and there would be like a bottom up effect from that as well. And other queens have come up saying that the guy, I don't want to say his name. I don't even. He's like a DJ, and yeah, just um, a club kid guy. Yeah, the club <laughs> kid man. Apparently, um, what's your name? Um, Glenn Close, but no cigar. Joe Black. Joe Black. Joe Black was like, I've stopped using him. He's been really bad in the past. He was really rude to me behind the scenes. But you see, Joe Black so- is somebody who's got a career in the UK that's got like the longevity. She's got the reputation. She's she forged her own career mm. before club kids became a thing in the uk so joe black has that power but i feel sad for the queens who like i guess i'm thinking about i'm not going to name any specific names but the kind of queen who goes on drag race maybe doesn't go so far maybe doesn't get the the big social media boost um no no disrespect to their talent not to diminish that but just they don't get the boost in their career and their figures and their booking fees yes that um and maybe they weren't very well known before and then they end up relying on things like this to maintain their profile to earn money um after a big spend and going on drag race and it, it, it just sounds like a lot of them have been doing shows for a long time and, and still you know in the rears that they've been owed mm-hmm. money from previous mm-hmm. gigs and from a year ago or more that's just awful and it's I, just no, absolute exa- exactly horridness one one of the worst things you can ever do is mess with someone's money their livelihoods that's They're like, you, that is these one queens of, sacrifice so much exactly that's one of the worst things not just even in this scenario but like when you start a new job and like they don't sort out your pay and they're like oh yeah. sorry we didn't do it hi, HR hi, we'll do it next, next week <laughs> that is one of the worst things you can do is yeah. mess with someone that's, a, that's such a big disrespect and for someone exactly for, for these queens as yes. well to be going yes. through this. I just find that so vile it's really so vile, vile. Well, that someone feels that they're allowed to do that. I really do hope that someone in the UK steps up and creates a better platform. A better a, a- the queens need to unionise, yes, so that there is um, equality. And um, I honestly think it would have a positive effect for all drag queens, not just queens who've been on Drag Race. Tom, let's do it. 
let's forge let's... a trade union for drag queens. We're doing it. We're doing it. Don't worry, guys. Guys, guys, we're we got here. You. We got you. We're here, queens. We got you. We'll we'll start our own whatever event thing. There are so many queens out there with the the smarts and the experience who could who could lead a, a group like that. Yeah. That's just my thoughts. That's, mm. you know, a bit of Drag Race UK news. A lot of queens are getting into it. Minty's into the discussion. We've seen Scarlett Harlot come in and say that when she tried to bring up something to Club Kids UK, mm-hmm. she was kind of taken off the roster. And, wow. And so you speak no up and bo- you get taken off. There it is. I know that Scarlett, like from following her on Instagram, I know that she's had a bit of a break from drag and she has had a hard time. And, you know, it doesn't surprise me if situations like that contribute to it. Mm. Um, it's very sad to hear. I don't. I don't like hearing that stuff. I really no, do it's hope horrible. it's fixed. I hope they get their money, and I hope but, a, a better platform comes out for them to really yeah. share their gift. Yeah. Throughout the UK, it's a good thing that word is being spread because yeah. the queens will no longer work for them, and fans will no longer patronise them. So they'll go under. Hopefully, if they truly are that corrupt, that's yeah. what they deserve to happen. Season five queens do not go there. Don't go do there. Not. Don't go there. Listen to us. Okay. Kate, Michael, Caramel, all of you, do not go there. Do not go there. Yeah. It's just, I've heard so much over the years and it's come up again and it just makes me sick to my stomach about the situation. And mm. I really don't like it. I really, I really feel it's a huge disrespect to someone, especially when they're in the field of performing arts. Yeah, absolutely. Especially You've because, experienced that world. Yeah, you know what it's especially like. Especially because it's in the world of performing arts. And I think a lot of them are still staying and still doing the work because, you know, they're owed so much and they're hopeful that they'll get that 20 grand or 30 grand whatever they are they're hopeful that they are so they don't want to say anything so a lot of them are being cryptic online but i just feel like cut your losses Mm. take them to court boss bitches rise up yeah oh cool there you go we've done our bit (laughs) let's uh let's move on I am excited because the announcement has been made rupaul has come in and guess what this week is what is it? It's the girl group challenge. Why I was like, it was like bated breath. It is, <laughs> yeah. Hold for applause. <laughs> the girl group challenges. <laughs> now the description is they got to get into two groups. It's nineties inspired party banger. Don't ick my yum. That's right. Don't ick my yum. Tom, what are your thoughts? <laughs> it feels like the most Gen Z song title I think I've ever heard. Don't. Before we even watch even any more, the announcement has just been made. We've seen the groups, and then we've paused it, and now we're conversating. Tom, (laughs) when you hear "Don't Ick My Yum," what what does that mean to you? Like, what 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 do you think that means just by the title? It's like a Gen Z take on like "Don't Harsh My Mellow." Oh, okay. Like, oh, look at you. She's (laughs) down with the kids. I don't know. Like, down with the kids. I, I I'm guessing that's what it is. I mean. I, I am down with the kids. I'm cool. I'm hip. Yes, Tom, you're you're down with the kids, mm. as they say. Whereas mm. I'm a hip hop granny who can hip hop, bebop, dance to your drop, and yo yo make a wicked cup of cold cold. <laughs> Thank you. Was that spontaneous? It's my stout fire. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Then you know. Can you see my Mrs. Pr- doubtfire impression? Go. Okay. Hello. Hello. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so Donic Wayam, they got to write and record their own verses. It's 90s inspired, which I love. I mean, 90s I'm a... banger, Russo, specifically. Party banger, actually. So I'm thinking they're either going to go like really like poppy party banger, like Steps or S Club 7 kind of thing. Oh, God. Scooch. S Club 7 are touring. No, well, yeah, S Club is touring. Oh, yes. Yeah. They're touring. Yes, so I believe. So, so you're, thinking, you're thinking that kind of genre. Or it could, I mean, they could go on like full on like late 90s, like trance. They, they like also, a proper banger. They do their own choreo, which is great. And then they got to create a band look. And before we get into the girl group challenge, I want us to just talk about the history of girl group challenges with the drag race uk girls and and what they need to live up to because it's it's legacy remember my name because you're gonna gonna see me me hanging in the hall of fame (laughs) it's exactly that so season one where we first started tom back in the days back in the days when we were you know just before the fame oh you know before the money yeah yeah the jewels the before the 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 humble life the humble life you know limos (laughs) season one (laughs) we had the frock destroyers and then the who are the others uh filth harmony filth harmony yeah yeah and um what what do we remember i remember um davina doing her whistle tone i remember beggar davina blue really did make a name there they really they really took they off. really came out with a banger I remember being really impressed with the quality of the song because emanike produced it didn't they i love emanike uh really really fantastic but it, it charted it did really well in the uk yes the was, it a one, was it number one on, on, on like a dance chart or something mm. um so it did phenomenally well the frock destroyers were a phenomenon i mean filth harmony were also really damn good there were just a few slip-ups um i think this episode was quite crucial and actually it was the first time that we saw the vivian yep show show you know show that she's human because she's just been it so was important it was, in yes, it was positive. Yeah. and it reminds me of you remember all stars in season two yeah um with alaska Alaska's tantrum it's exactly the same it was the tantrum and uh, alaska said that the producers had told her had that mm-hmm. not happened they don't know if she should have won would have won that season it, it's about having vulnerability in a character arc yeah and yeah she lip synced that episode yeah and, and so sent crystal home crystal's verse was good as well crystal's okay look Crystal's verse was my my favorite group was Frog Destroyers. Don't get me wrong, my favorite verse was Crystal's. That oh, you don't try to be nice. My heart's made of eyes. Not to leave one thing twice, dear. <laughs> I think it's clear as Crystal. The way I'm saying that she is with the pistol. Like that verse, like I remember singing it all the time when you it sang came it out for a long time afterwards. And then uh, it's it's one of the verses that really come back to me straight away. The, her verse, amazing. Her in the ensemble. You know, she was doing her didn't, thing. Didn't have as much presence, I guess. No. And like Viv, her vocals were beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the best. But yeah, she she messed up a few dance moves, but she bounced back and she she took on the season. I mean, a, amazing queen. She's had one of those vulnerable human moments. So I'm going to ask you, of those six queens, if you were to give one Rupita badge instead of a group getting it, who gets the Rupita badge? 
Bag of chips. Yes, I agree. Bag of chips. Bag of. She just shot like the whole group was great, but she shone, and she, she was like the 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 focal point. Yeah, she shone, and she opened it up. Yeah, she opened it up. She got the judges engaged. She really did. And then she set a comfortable environment for the girls to join in and add to yes. the amazing start that she gave. You know, uh, yeah. the, the the person who came second wasn't trying to. You know, okay, number one didn't do well. I got to go up and, and get them energized. Uh-huh. She, they were already energized. So she had to come there and she was comfortable. And she was coming into a nice warmed up panel yes, that yes. was ready for more. Mm-hmm. So, no, absolutely bigger chips. Something to say about the girl group challenge as well. It's equal part shady and amazing to make them watch each other. Yeah. It produces some very good moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially, especially if you're going second, mm-hmm. and the group that went first shows does a bit of a I don't know, mistake. The only season they didn't do that was season two. They didn't do it with um, UK Han. I don't remember. Should we move on to UK Han? Yeah, cool. There is season. So. So you, that was UK. That was season two, wasn't it? Yes, season two was UK Han. The UK Han. So it was um, United King Dolls and Banana Drama. Now, I remember the United Kingdoms being the winners, but I remember, I think my favorite was maybe the Banana Drummers slash Sister Sister. Sister Sister really shot. I know, like, I turned into a Sister Sister stan and I had a huge amount of bias for her during season two. What? I just, I, I just like, yeah. roll the tapes, guys. I, it was completely, you know, whatever, slightly obsessed. But, like... She was great. She was great in that. And she they, like she never properly got her flowers. No, she didn't. Mm. She was really good. Her verse was great, you know. Oh, eyes on me from afar. She's in a full of the car. Check my hands in the mirror. We're sister, sister, sister. What's your secret? I tell them I'm going to keep it. I need to slip. Still letter to the middle and jeep Something like that. Something like that. But not only in her verse was she good, the whole performance. She was on. She was on. Yeah. Not like Copper Top on, but she was on. Oh, we'll come energy, to Copper Top. Yeah, energy <laughs> camp. Like, she was just so great. I really love Sister Sister. I also like Joe Black's verse. Very fun, very witty. Yes. It's like, the styling was just kind of off. I mean, that but birthed the whole H&M. I mean, debacle. talk about an iconic moment, which birthed a further iconic moment of Thorgy doing that impression on Birds First Impressions. <laughs> but also, like, serious note, Joe Black had to sell a lot of her drag um, during the uh, the pandemic to survive. So, like, it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth that Rue would tear into her. Yeah for doing her best with what she had you're right we'll, we'll put that to one side though because she, her performance is actually really fab i love joe black sometimes they do do the girls dirty with the audio production mm-hmm. of you know of the girl group challenges and it becomes a theme from season two mm-hmm. it's just really bad and sometimes i'm struggling to hear what they say yeah yeah and it's like if they could just have turned up you know the vocals a bit more made it a bit sharper it yeah. would be easier to hear so that's one thing that i really hope that this season that they do better but it doesn't seem that they have you know the king dolls 
all I remember is Bimini showing off her whole performance resume and her verse. <laughs> and she went, not only this is whilst like, rapping, like, you know, like, like she was rapping for the gods. She was like... It was the rebirth of Bimini Bamboulash because she came back from the pandemic. Like, she'd spent the whole time, like, meditating and getting fillers and she came back as, like, this new person. Yeah. Like, she okay. was just like, I am renewed. I am renewed and I am here. And then she, like, won four challenges back to back, pretty much. She was dancing. She was splitting. She was splitting on the chair. She was headstanding. She was headstanding on the chair. <laughs> I mean, she was up, down, around, spinning, flipping. <laughs> Every direction. And at flipping the same time, dipping. like, she was rapping, She's you know. Like, Bimini, get a pillow for this girl because they're sleeping on me. Just in <laughs> Just I mean, it was just, it was like she was giving very, you the most this and gonna work on it. But I remember loving a horror's verse yes. because she was making everything rhyme with her name. You know, I was, I was in the things through the Dora. You know, they want more and more. This ain't a Dora. Like, it, I just really loved that she did that. It was really great. It was really genius, in my opinion. A very good, like, step in Ahura's character arc in that she started off as like this serious bitchy fashion queen who got sillier and more funny and more relatable and warmer as the season went on and that was like a good moment because like she was being sexy Ahura but silly Ahura as well yeah, absolutely yeah yeah silly like taking the mickey taking yeah, the mickey yeah. out of it and, and taste it, just moved oh, like God, a sensual just, goddess you know what if the stage was a cake she sliced it up <laughs> She chopper, did. chopper, chopper. You know, like uh, she just came in, rapture, strutting, strong mm. performer, great. Season three, we had BDE. Oh, sorry. Give one, give out one badge for that episode. For the episode, sister, sister. Yeah, let's give sister, uh, sister a I badge. Absolutely, sister, sister. And that's, <laughs> that, that's my honest opinion. I, I think. I'm going to put aside my bias. You can give it to sister, sister. I will give it to Bimini. If one person earned a badge, I think it was Bimini for okay. a full package performance. Oh, yeah, full package, all right. <laughs> Damn right. She, yeah, that was a full, that was an hour's performance. Condensed. In one yes. verse. Yeah. Like she was, like, if she's going home that episode. Yeah. She wanted you to know everything about her and mm-hmm. everything she can do. Work. Season three, we had BDE, the Sly Skills and Pick and Mix. I mean, Pick and Mix was just amazing. Not only did they get the mid-tempo mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. they made it work. They did. And props has to go to Ella Day, who was a Shining genius star. mastermind really with the staging mm-hmm. of it all, the choreography, how it just matched the mm-hmm. genre, her own performance uh, as in the ensemble, and then her own vocal and so physical good. performance and her verse. It, she really showed us that mm. she can sing and act and perform. I mean, this was Ella Day's for me Ella Phoenix it was moment. Her, it was her day. Yeah. Um, she was great. She was really amazing in that. Textbook music theatre. Her whole group was great. I mean, I, I love Charitha May's energy. Uh, Vanity moved fantastically. River Medway shone quite brightly in that, I thought. It was a really great moment for her. Like, her, her verse was sweet and lovely and in keeping with this, you know, slightly cheesy uh, 90s ballad. It was fun. And then... The whole thing was juxtaposed with the Slice Girls. I mean, the first thing that you think of, let's be honest, the first thing you think of when you think the Slice Girls BDE is 
Sex. <laughs> it's the second thing I on legs. <laughs> that gorgeous, sexy llama. Sex <laughs> on legs. The first thing I think of is um. Oh, don't. Scarlet, darling, don't. looking like a million dollars, looking like Paris Hilton on her the blonde runway, but forgets her words and lets us know about it very, very quickly. It was. It was, it was a tough. It was really tough awkward day for Scarlet but Harlow. Like. It was your, you wrote it, girl. That was, you wrote it. I don't know. That's what I don't understand. There was a big thing, wasn't there, when we spoke about it a lot at the time about um, All Star, not All Star, sorry. Um, UK season three having a rushed production schedule. There being various You're right, they descriptors could have been. Of, of how rushed, but it, it felt rushed. And I think it was a product of that. Because it's filmed back to back with UK versus the world. You're right. Yeah. There, no, there's something there in, in like the gym. Or CrossFit that we call soul capturing. Oh, this sounds and very soul profound. Ca- soul capturing is, for example, if you're if you're running with someone, just to give you an example, you're running with someone, and you're tired and you're about to stop, but the person you're running with hasn't stopped yet, so you push yourself, and just when you're about to take a break, the person you're running with stops mm. for a break, and then all of a sudden you get this. This this whole energy, this whole bundle of energy, just <laughs> right, just, just okay. explodes. All of a sudden, you start running harder because you know <laughs> that yes, they're having a break, and you get stronger. And then you start running, and you they're in your dust. Uh-huh. And that's what, we, that's what we call soul capturing. Soul capturing is when you're you're competing with someone, and then someone shows a moment of weakness and you take advantage of that and you you kind of you just this the strength just comes now it that sounds like a kind of energetic version of schnadenfreude well um shameful joy okay <laughs> what's that tell me it's just a german phrase for shameful joy schnadenfreude is i hope it, i'm pronouncing and what does it, right. it mean shameful joy when somebody else is failing and you take joy in that well, yeah, ish. that's what soul capture well, is. I think Fancy that's exactly what. I, now, the reason the reason I bring this up is because sometimes when we're doing these performances, whether it's the snatch game, whether mm-hmm. it's a comedy challenge, a roast, whether it is the girls here watching the other group go, when you're the group going second, and then the first group stuffs up, yeah, you get a bit more confident, right? You, right. These girls are going, oh my God, they stuffed up so bad. And then maybe they're not as nervous anymore. Maybe they're more confident to go out there. And uh, they've captured that soul. Uh-huh. They, they've taken joy in someone's failure. Yes. And then it makes their performance <laughs> a bit better. And we saw that happening here. Like oh, They're just like, oh, girl. When, um, when yeah. Scala forgot the, forgot the words. Absolutely. The, the pick and mix. Uh, yeah, they gained some soul and what you're calling it? Soul destroyer? Soul, soul capturing. Soul capture. Soul destroyer. Well, you know, for them it's soul destroying, isn't it? Soul capture. Let's talk about last season, Yastonbury. Now, come on, let's talk about Copper Top. I'm if, sorry, give one badge for season three. Season three. Oh, hell of a day. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. I no. will say honourable mention to Kitty Scott Claus. I thought she was like the beacon of um, Slice Girls. I would have not, no, I would have given it to Sex. Unless she was fab, but she was so like generic. Oh, uh, Yastonbury. 
Yastinberry. Yastinberry 64. Like, Copper Top is that queen, and I've said it time and time before. <laughs> you guys, you watch her. She is always on she's when she's on stage. Always. And I know her. I know, I know that girl because I've performed with that kind you of girl. You are that girl. She's the girl who, on the wings, before she's out, she's already in character. She's already got her face. She is on, on the wings. She, and I just love her. She had a conversation with herself earlier in the day asking herself, who am I? Where am I? How am I? She is amazing. And then she delivers. But then we think about Calm, Yastin Berry. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing. And it was memorable because this, everyone got a badge, didn't they? That Six one. Six girls got I think like everybody was fab, obviously, but like there were too many girls to follow effectively, especially in, um, I remember having a hard time thinking, oh, who's really top here? Um, apart um, from we could we could tell a few instances of who was in the bottom. Bless them. Who was the um, the? I did really well. I know that you guys. Oh, oh Starlet was amazing. Starlet, she was <laughs> delightful, absolutely delightful. Just like everybody was like crying around her. Like Spincy was like, I think I'm going home. And Baby was like, I'm I'm actually really annoyed with everybody. I can't talk right now. And the start was like, um, I don't want to be that girl, but, but um, I think I did pretty good. I'm really confident in my performance. <laughs> Who would I give a badge to for Yastin Berry? Uh, I know, for me. Dakota. Dakota Schiffer. Dakota Schiffer. Walked out there like Courtney Love. I loved what she did. And it was such an excellent comeback from the week before. Yep. And it still makes me mad to this day, the way that she was booted out unfairly. And the way her storyline fizzled out. Bring her Um, back for all stars. Oh, 100%. 100%. Now, I think, I mean, there, there is a legacy. UK... Has brought it with the girl with the girl bands. Really, really have excellent Especi- work, especially in season one. Yeah, Front the Shores. Mm-hmm. They set it. They set it up good. And then, if I had to choose another favorite, it would be Pick and Mix. Well, do you know? I mean, after them, broadly, a, a big favorite is uh, United King Dolls. They did fantastically with their version of UK Hearn as well. Okay, they really did. Sure. Well, no, they're, they're broadly very popular in the, in the fan base. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Work. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Now, let's go back to season five, because I know that there's going to be an amazing banger, and I really do hope so, because this is a strong cast of performers. I remember, yeah, 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 I remember yeah. watching the Meet the Queens, and I remember watching the entrances from season episode one. Nearly every girl was a performer, a singer, writer, rapper. <laughs> Whatever they were, they were. This is a strong bunch of performers, so I am expecting a marvelous performance here from these from these queens. Sorry, what do you think of the split? Well, the split is Group One. Yeah, is Caramel, Tamara, Didi, Vicky, and Michael, and they had to put themselves in groups. And like, if you watch the episode, mm-hmm. your heart is with me because mm-hmm. they did Naomi dirty. They really did. They did Naomi her. dirty. Yeah. Like, I don't know if, like they kind of pulled her in, but she, maybe she kind of went there and then it was awkward. I think like, it was sad. <laughs> Banksy, Kate and Ginger kind of looked around the room and kind of like, they were like, Oh, oh I, I see what's going on. <laughs> I see what's going on. They didn't need a banana. They didn't need a And they knew what was going on here. And they looked at each other and they just know, like, okay, do you know what? It's cool. We're not the dancer girls. Um, they're just like, they had an understanding. We have humor. We have camp. We have wit. We'll do something else kind of thing. And I, I Naomi 
wanted to be with the dancer girls, but was not not included in that big group hug. And I felt for her. I did too. I felt for her. It was glazed over, but girl, we we saw, and it was sad. But you know what, Naomi? You are on a group with three funny girls, and you are a funny girl. You're naturally warm, likable, and funny. You can make this work. Yep. Yeah. Group two is Banksy, Kate, Ginger, and Naomi. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems very clear that the other queen is gone because RuPaul said a group of five and a group of four. Yeah. If the other queen was still there, we would have heard five and five. We saw our first true wide shot of the season where I could see end to end every girl. We've got nine girls. That That's done now. Let's move on. Now, looking at this group... Obviously, for me, Group One has such an advantage. Group they One have such the, an advantage. Yeah. They have Caramel, an amazing dancer. Uh-huh. Tamara, an amazing dancer. She's trained, and isn't she also a singer? We got mm-hmm. Dee Delicious, who's pretty. No, but she's she also a performer. You she know, no, you're right. Dee Dee's yeah, yeah. also a performer Dee Dee as well. And then Vic, Vicky and Michael was. Perf- I mean, they could do anything. I think they they, they are all rounder drag queens yeah. who did it. Who who can do it all? I think like if things had fallen a little differently, either Michael or Vicky could have gone onto the other team, and they could have melded to a funnier camp kind of aesthetic. Yeah, or they can add that to this group. Yeah. So for me, there that is a group of performers, of strong performers, and mm-hmm. I, I just it just it tells me on paper that this is the girl group to look out for. Mm-hmm. Group two, we got Banksy, we got Kate Butch, we got Ginger, and we got Naomi. I I see these girls playing to their strengths. I think we're going to get some. Well, they have to. <laughs> they have to. <laughs> they do. There's nothing else to do in Drag Race but to play to your strengths. Um, I think we're going to get some funny verses, potentially some good vocals, some storylines, some laughs. Remember, Ginger's a producer. Yeah. So maybe she could help, I don't know, create something. I don't, I don't Out of know. something. Please. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? I'm not counting anybody out. I'm excited to see what both groups produce. As they might. Let's watch a bit more. Tom. Paolo. What are your icks? I don't have any icks. I'm just like a really <laughs> cool, chill person. I just love everyone. And uh, I think we should go back to a time out where... And rainbows, <laughs> where people were in the moment. There were no mobile phones. And people just living there. No, um, I do. One really prominent ick that I have um, is any adult human talking in any sort of baby voice. It literally yeah. makes my skin crawl, actually. Um, it's I, awkward. It's it's cringe. It it, it gives. It's I have like absolute. a visceral reaction to it. So um, we're watching maths at the moment. I'm not gonna. Anybody's watching maths will know exactly who I'm talking about. Shona, Shona, <laughs> Tom. There we go. Just, let's just say it. She's yeah. not listening. Shona. Shona is a very sweet and vulnerable young woman, but she talks like a baby, and my. <laughs> My empathy evaporates every time she opens her mouth because of my visceral reaction. Another one is there's this t- awful series of, um, you know, Haribo sweets. Yeah. There's this awful series of adverts for them where, uh, adverts where there's adults uh, talking over uh, like a child's uh, voiceover. It makes my skin crawl. I really, really want to punch the screen. Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, I don't have any eggs. What I, about you? I I agree with that. I hate it more when it's a couple. 
when you see uh, like a yeah, couple yeah. saying, oh, God, and, damn. Them, and them responding to it as affectionately, that makes me cringe. That's like, I, just I literally want to just slap them. I want to walk up it and is, slap the both of it's them. It's the worst kind of affectation. Okay, you've got to name another one. Um, I know I know one of your ex as well because you get nope. angry at me. Well, when I I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> Everything to do with voices, I guess, is when we've mentioned this before. <laughs> this is my ex. <laughs> Although I think it's completely rational. I don't think there's anything irrational about it. Tom just gets so angry. I don't it's because you persist with it. You persist. And <gasps> just, my bl- oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please tell me about some of your ex? Um... I hate social media pages like businesses, for example, like restaurants or hotels uh-huh, uh-huh. that use very like those Instagram influencers or those just really pretty people who are heavily filtered posing with their food or mm-hmm, sitting mm-hmm. on their table. Yeah. I hate that. I hate <laughs> that so much. I get it. Like, I get bitch, it. you ain't eating that food. That's it. Is that what it is? Like, it's like, you're not, you're not enjoying exactly. what you're doing. You don't, you don't eat. You're not an eater. <laughs> She's not an eater. And I, I hate when they do it because I feel like they just, they just give in. They kind of like they give in to it, and uh, they go against the integrity of their brand. They mm-hmm, sell mm-hmm. themselves out to these, and I just I really hate it. Please don't do that because it I, it it makes me not want to stay at your at that place, or it makes me not want to go to that restaurant or to that cocktail bar. Yeah, I hate it because it lends it like this air of superficiality. Uh, yes, over substance and enjoyment. And there's so many um, places that do that now, and I'm like really good. I would rather just see a happy person with their face stuffed, yeah. or I just someone who's actually yes. there and just or just a happy family, just like yeah. you know, just like in the moment. Actually I, I, eating and enjoying the food, I, not someone yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. dressed like to the nines, heavily, uh, it's heavily edited, heavily filtered, and just so posy. And it's just like, bitch, go away. <laughs> it just makes I don't like that. Also, I really hate it when someone, like especially, especially like those you know Instagrammers, and they're really, really hot, very social media, and they put like like a really hot photo of them up, just posing at the beach, Mm. and then their quote, the caption for that photo uh is something that um, it's not the number of breaths we take, but the number of moments they take our breath away. Or, or life is what happens when you're busy making another plan. <laughs> yeah, well, they just, you know, yeah. and it's got nothing to do with the photo. That I just, I just. Who'd like, have thought that so many beautiful people on Instagram were actually philosophers uh, who were there to inspire us? And then there's one more, one more that, I, but there's so many that you know that I don't remember. But there's one more, and I think it's people who are so obsessed with star signs. And my best friend is one, and I love but, him. That's it. So, is it really an ick? Cause yes, because they're like one of your Abolo, in the world. Abolo, that's so. This Abolo, that is so. That is so. Um, yeah, that's so. For example, you know, Tom, that's so Leo of you to do that. Oh my gosh, you must be a Cancer Rising because yeah, that I, I knew it. That's the Cancer Rising in you. They're like, oh Abolo, you know what? I knew this was going to happen because oh, you're a, you know the you're, only thing that's rising. And oh, I'm just like, I'm mean. just like, girl, maybe maybe I'm just a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe I'm a cunt because I'm a cunt. Or, like, like, you know, maybe that's just who I am. Maybe I'm a really damaged and traumatized person. That's why I behave <laughs> that way. Yeah, so... 
Um, yeah, not not much extra. But then, to be honest, like my best friend is was that person, and I really I really love him. So I must not be a Nick. I don't think that's true, Eck of yours. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. I actually like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's more of a source like of humor. And yeah, warmth for you, it's, actually. it's funny, Tom. It's funny. We laugh about it. We uh, have fun. We do have fun. We here, have don't fun, we? Tom. <laughs> we have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, on. So the reason that we do that, I, I brought this up, is because the song seems to be about them um, with a, a little bit of their ex and putting mm-hmm. into, you know, into a rap and that. From, from I'm quickly getting from the rehearsals, we, it's exactly what we said. Group one, which uh-huh. is the Fierce Force 5. Yeah. Is, uh, that's, Fierce that, Force 5. Fierce Force 5. I'm going to find it hard to say. I think Fierce Force 5. The fifth of five. Five thirty to one. Yeah. Yeah. The triple lifts. The triple lifts. The triple lifts are just, they are hammering it with the choreography. Now, here's one thing I want to say. I mean, Caramel is an amazing dancer. And all of them are amazing dancers. Caramel's taking the lead, and she's a a very strong leader here in the steps. What I want to say is this being in a dance group myself, um, when I was younger, God, when I was young, I'm old now. When I was younger, We when for, you possessed you for a three minute show for mm-hmm. a three minute dance show. Yeah, we spend months mm-hmm, and weeks mm-hmm. and hours and, and hours every week. We talk about the quite prestigious and well known yes. dance shoot. Yes, you're a part we of. spend hours and hours every week, every day. Like for like, I think every week we spend about five to like up to twenty hours, and there's also working full time uh-huh. 20, 20 to 25 hours no then we also do this the weekends about 30 hours a week dancing and rehearsing going over a piece over mm. and over and over that's a week and for a performance it's three months and we would drill that for two to two months or whatever what i'm saying and that's to try get quite complicated movements and synchronization mm-hmm. and these girls are trying to do that with People that they've never danced with before. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, when you're in a dance group or in a, or in a band, you know everyone's strength. You know how everyone moves. And you, and when you're dancing with kind of the same people, you start to learn to da- know how to dance together. Yeah. Even though you all have different styles of dance, you know how to dance as a group as opposed to when you dance on your own. Mm-hmm. You know it because you know how you, you just do. So when I look at... Whenever you see people try to do a bit too much, they always suffer because you're trying to get a group of strangers, as brilliant as you all are as mm. performers, to really sync up yep. on stage with not that like compared to what the rehearsal times you usually do get, this is nothing. Yes, of course. It's amazing the girls are able to turn anything out. Exactly. For me, keeping it clean. Simple, not not too simple, but keeping it clean, interesting. Interesting and clean is the most important thing here. Would you say that Frock Destroyers were a good example of that? They are. Yeah. And if I had to think of another one who did it so well and so clean would mm-hmm. be um, the... Um, the... the, the not Congratulations. The... Oh, uh, phenomenon 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 oh i d- mean to me i thought that choreo was complex no it was it was it was clean it was simple it was 
it, it wasn't complex. It was very <laughs> clean. It was very clean, very simple and mm-hmm. interesting. That's what it was. Okay. They didn't have to do too much. Yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. really was simple, but they 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 moved around with the structure and the formations mm-hmm. and all that. They kept the interesting there, but the actual quarry was very simple. Okay. okay. And that's what they need to do. It's it's none of this like boom boom you know kickball change pirouette and slide and that was I none always of think it that, like the overall effect you're, you're as you, you look as good as your least competent dancer so yeah. you don't want to highlight somebody who can't keep or up. you hide them <laughs> or you hide them <laughs> or you hide them yeah <laughs> but the, so, besides that the rehearsals went good the verses went great we heard a lovely voice crack from caramel and they yes. made a lovely moment of it which i loved well it's quite interesting because she she went on you know she made a little joke about the the moans didn't she mm. um but there was quite a lovely moment where she was sharing her her, her journey of discovering her her trans feminine identity uh, with michael mm. um and that was a lovely bonding moment for the two of them and it, i thought it was lovely and courageous of caramel to to share that with us all and i guess my main takeaway from it was like a her introduction her introduction to drag was instrumental in discovering her feminine identity and b just her reflections on you know just her wish for the the world to be more open and supportive to trans people so that they can a before you know if they're if they're still exploring and not sure of their identity yet do it with support and care and b when they're ready to to you know be their true selves and step out into the world as their true selves again support and care Mm. and good communication group two the m52s we did see a bit of a struggle in their rehearsals with the choreography but one of the most genius things that I heard come from one of the verses was Ginger. Yeah. And there was a line, and I really do hope she keeps it in yeah, yeah. for the Maxi. Yeah. And then she says, in the line of her verses, I already ate and I ate ham. And it really reminded me of Desiree Life. Oh, the, yes, yes. You know, that I'm life, oh, life, oh, life. <laughs> I am I'd rather have a ghost. Yeah. Rather have, have a piece, piece of toast. toast and watch the evening news. Like, I, I <laughs> just life. love that. I really um, do hope that they keep that in. That's all I can say. If anybody's wondering about the Little Chef restaurants, it's a, uh, it references a now defunct chain of roadside restaurants in the UK. Yeah, for, so those, for those who aren't locals. Dernick Mayam was in the first Maxi stage performance, and that was from the Feast Force 5. Feast Force 5. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, Feast Force 5. Feast Force 5. <laughs> um, I really like this song. Uh, I like the kind of early to mid-90s house vibe that's going on. Yeah. That sax was obnoxious and unnecessary, but I love it. Every song is better with a sax solo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Talk me through some performances, please, I Bola. think when I'm looking at the girl group as a whole, mm-hmm. I did like the the, the use of the stage. Yeah, yeah. I loved the the um, the very simple choreography mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they made more interesting by adding in the formations and, yeah. and, and the movements. So I really did. I really did like that. 
Um, so I think it was, cl- it was, I thought it was, you know, cl- cleaner than I thought it would be. Overall, you know? I thought they looked fantastic. I thought they were great. It was great. Mm. It was really, really good. I mm. props to you, Caramel, for that. She really took the lead in the choreo, didn't she? Mm. And she got a little bit of pushback from Tamara in particular. We nearly had another handbags at dawn moment. Another moment. Another moment. Uh, the standouts for me, I think they were all good. The I, I if there was one queen that I did see struggle a little bit, mm-hmm. and maybe it was only because she was surrounded by a cast of like performing divas, is Dee Dee. I think Dee okay, okay. Dee Dee was the one queen who I thought was just slightly, slightly, ever so slightly, just behind everyone in terms of stage presenting in the choreography i i get where you're coming from i i, I see what you mean it's not that she was bad by any means as, as you're saying it was just everybody else was like super duper slick and mm. she maybe didn't have quite the same level of experience and confidence yeah yeah yeah, yeah i get I mean, that i get that the, the way that they started and they walked, they marched, they not marched, they strutted. These girls know how to walk. First oh, of all, they do. their walk was just so, you know, Feast Force 5. It was absolutely. It was absolutely Feast Force 5, five. You know, it was amazing. It was great. Where would you like to start with the compliments? Who, who stood out as the star of the show to you, if anybody? I think if I had to think of someone who who wears stage prisons a lot, it's Tamara. Tamara really caught my eye. I think she really knows how to really f the camera she, she really with that does. severe mug of hers. She does. Um, you also got to give it to Caramel as well. Caramel was a really great fantastic. performer. Yes, she was right up there. And if, if I had to choose one more, it'd be Michael. Me too. Me yeah. too. So those I, three for me were the three biggest performers. Mm-hmm. On their group. Yeah. To, to be clear, great job, everybody. But yeah, they stood out the most to me. Tamara, I just think she's an amazing mover. Um, and that face of hers. Uh, Caramel, just like, she was just like magnetic. I thought she had such fantastic presence. Who and the, Michael was just fierce. I love the way she kicked it all off. Who had the best verse for you? Uh, I actually really like Michael's. Me too. Mm. Me too. There's mm. something about the rhythm in there that I really, and, I really enjoyed. I loved how she wrapped in her natural Geordie accent because people have a, a tendency to slip into like a mid-Atlantic kind of vibe when they're rapping, and she was fully authentic Geordie Northeast. She had my favorite verse, um, and then yeah, I mean there was no bad verses, but hers stood mm. out to me. Very lovely vocals from Vicky. Yep. I thought so too. I thought she had among the best vocals. Um, Cara sold it as well. Whether there was a little bit of autotune in there, I don't care um, because she sounded great. Um, One little criticism of Tamara, she mentioned there's a line about daddy's sauce. Feel like that's bag of chips' thing. I know she doesn't own daddy's sauce, but remember she introduced herself. It was something like, I'm tasty. I'm called bag of chips because I'm tasty, I'm salty, and I'm covered in daddy's sauce. Okay. In the UK, Daddy's is a brand of brown sauce. Right. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. No, it was good. They were really good. Um, Let's watch the next group and then make some comparisons Mm. a a bit more. All right. The M52s. We just saw their performance. Let's talk. Let's conversate. Um, Let's conversate. So just overall as a vibe with the group, what did you think? I think, look, I'm going to be honest. That couch was a distraction. The couch being, the couch being big and 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 actually very center 
very center stage mm-hmm. for me became a, a bit of a distraction. But so much credit to the girls who performed around yes. it. I wouldn't have got such a obnoxious couch. I would have got, um, you know, a, a different couch. There's some sort of elegant chaise long. On, you know, and one that you can move around. And mm. I would have had it off center, maybe slightly a bit more, not to the back-ish on the side. So the girls could have performed in front and kind of mm. owned the stage a bit more without, your eyes always going because it's right there it was right there all the time it is a tricky one isn't it yeah obviously safety and health are paramount in situations like this girl they had them on bicycles and joe grace down under that's down under that's a different cat fish. <laughs> this is the bbc i dear. mean they've had them on roller skates i think we've learnt as we've gone along they've had them doing bloody cheerleading routine exactly in, um, so i nine. think i think half a the glamorous cast, half couch, the cast was injured a glamorous couch on you know wheels i think that might be a bit okay no but All what right. i'm saying is we know the reasoning for it but i do get yeah. what you mean the execution behind the couch and this is no fault to the girls it's exactly the box they, basically. and you know what they work really well with it now um that aside it was it wasn't as complicated as the first girls, but I think they were a different vibe. And yes. I think that their vibe wasn't like, you know, dancey, dancey, mm-hmm. K-pop, <laughs> that kind of vibe. Yeah. And I think that with what they did, they did an okay job. They did an okay job. If I had to summarize it, um, my comparisons with the group, I would say that the Fierce Force Fives had more... A better stage performance. Okay. But then overall, as a song, mm-hmm. I think I preferred the M52s. The, the as lyric writing. If I was, yeah, if yeah. I was just listening to it on Spotify mm-hmm. with a performance, both of these, I would probably listen more to the M52s. Why? I think that their verses appealed to me a bit more. The, I love yeah. the Kate Butcher's verse. I really very did. Funny. I thought it was really funny. Very, very, very I, witty. I absolutely loved ginger's verse she kept the line that we love my yeah and everything about it was just so good i just ate and i had ham yes <laughs> i think but overall i think their four verses to me were just a bit more pleasant to me i think this is what we could have expected really you know we have the 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 girls who are more known for their humor here and there was more wit and humor in yeah. the lyric writing group uh, one was better for my eyes group two was better for my ears that's it there although do you know what watching these girls i had so much fun they were they were giving it their all they were really getting into it was the choreo as tight as the other group no did i have a lot of fun with them yes i really really did um i thought naomi was pretty heroic doing what she could you know she got up and did her i thought her flow was great i really enjoyed her rap yeah she i mean her rap was good i think that's why i said Mm. as a group Mm. their verses to me just it was better it was the rhythm was better the 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 pacing was better Uh the it was just easier to listen to for me banksy's um was was fab as well she made me laugh i loved the line about um filler in the face and their egos are enormous it was very very good and you know tamara felt seen as she said oh but it's very very true (laughs) 
Um, yes, we felt attacked. <laughs> no fillet. <laughs> we, we can't afford that stuff. Oh, no, absolutely. But I did uh, see Banksy give us a nice, like, double twirl. And I was like, I see you, girl. I see you. She did that. And then I she see you twirling and swirling. Twir- oh, She's twirling and swirling, mama. Uh, I have twirled and swirled. Yeah. So I think that she understood the playing something because she was a good, yeah, I, I saw that in their kind of own freestyle moment. Mm-hmm. But they really did keep it very simple. They did. They did. Um, they let the comedy shine. I mean, it's interesting what you say about Banksy because she did that wonderful spin, but then she did a comedic pratfall at the end as well. You know, and, and with her like eight foot tall frame, it really, really makes an impact. Kate did like wafty dancing, very Kate Bush. Mm. I love Ginger's padding. So what are you? Yeah. First so time I've probably seen that padding on her. That's what I would say is my thoughts about this group. Anything else you want to add to it? Well, we're going to go through to the runway in a sec. But before that, because, you know, I love the runway, but it's not that's not going to tell me who's won this week. Do you think they're going to give a, a whole group badges as they usually do? There's, there, a, there's a huge precedent for it. If there's a winner this episode, it is the Fierce Force 5. I would say so as well, given the overall package. Yeah. However, I did love the m52s that really mm. appealed to me which would mean if they do that then they'll be the girls who are not in the top so two of them would be up for elimination who were the two be i really couldn't pick to be honest because everybody had something that entertained me and nobody in that group do you know one thing that i'm a bit worried about is is for naomi when people have an injury like this and significant adjustments have to be made usually they're asked to leave for their own health and safety soon after. So I'm a bit worried for her. Tom, with your drag race knowledge, list us the the injured queens oh, of the franchise. Oh, goodness me. Um, well, we've got... Eureka. Eureka. The doors that she opened. Victoria. Victoria. She's gone. We've got uh, Cornbread. Cornbread. Um, there are a few more. Gosh. On the international seasons... Um, did it happen to one of the Canadian girls? Well, now we're going to joke about her knees. Now we're going to add Naomi. Yes. Drag race. Although it's a non-concept sport, it's quite dangerous. It really, it's not really easy. Is. Just it's ask Charlie Hydes. Exactly. It's not easy. Oh, gosh. She went through it. Charlie went through it that episode. One more thought that's gone into my head is it could be a non-elimination episode because we know that for for other reasons that we've gone into previous episodes, we don't need to go into it again. A queen has left in 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 certain circumstances. Yeah. So it might be a non-elimination episode, which I would be perfectly happy with, actually, because nobody sucked here. Absolutely. All right. Um, brush up on your fashion, because here comes the runway. Night of a thousand pop icons, and we're starting with Michael. Tom, talk to us. No, we're starting with Vicky, actually. Oh, Vicky. <laughs> Starting with Vicky. Uh, this is a really, really fab runway category. I love it. So Vicky comes out paying tribute to Freddie Mercury. Not our first Freddie Mercury that we've seen on the runway, but a particularly fabulous example. Um, we see her in, I think this is like an 80s stage outfit, really iconic, this royal sort of regalia look with kind of like a lovely slinky white uh, cat suit underneath and just this fabulous ermine cape and crown. I think Vicky's, Vicky's done a really good job there. Um, I think she just looks amazing. Yeah. When I see this look, I think of Lady Camden's finale performance for some reason. Well, obviously, Lady Camden popularized a uh, Freddie Mercury look. 
Yeah. Um, so did, if you remember, uh, Paddy Pam Pam on Holland. She yes, there too. We've seen it a few times, but I mean, he's such an amazing reference. He's such a queer icon. Great choice. And she linked um, Freddie Mercury to her work with the Terence Higgins Trust as well, which is fab, I thought. But really well executed. Uh, next up, we have DT Delicious. And as soon as she stepped out on the runway, you were like, ah, Nikki. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. You're a bigger Nikki fan than I am. What do you see? Well, I saw pink. Then I saw the kind of <laughs> provocative you know, out, out of where, but what really, what Ooh. really sold it to me was the weave. The that two-tone weave. weave. Yeah. The yeah. weave was absolutely, and, and also the straight and how it's, you know, styled. Yeah. It's yeah. very Nikki. So I was like, oh, that's Nikki. I, I think, like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think she looks great. I think I love her shape. I love the way she's showing off this gorgeous voluptuous figure, really making the most of that. To me, this is like, so I could see her like at the VMAs in this, um, uh, this is definitely like classic Nikki. Yeah. Very, very good and very well executed. Very nice. Exactly. It's very sexy. Mm. Oh, gosh. We see Miss Caramel in the Beyonce outfit. Looking and this really is a serve. Regal. Another regal. We've got a king and we've got a queen here. Um, so we've got um, Caramel, um, you know, trend alert, regality. We've had Freddie Mercury, kingly look. And this is very regal and queenly for Caramel, I think. Um, so it's the Coachella, one of the Coachella looks, which is designed by, uh, by Balmain, I think. Um, so uh, just a really great la- replica showing off her gorgeous body, those lovely legs of hers. And again, just giving this very kind of regal, um, elevated look. Love it. Mm, but is it regal? I think I've, I've used the word regal a no, few times. Um, no, just ask, do you think it's regal though? Uh, I have my doubts, actually. It might not be regal. <laughs> no, she looks amazing. No, this is amazing and yeah. it's sexy and it's polished. Very, very good. Gorgeous. Who's next? So next up, we have uh, Tamara Thomas. And I really like this look for Tamara because I feel like it's, a, from what I know of her so far, it feels like a departure in the sense that she's such a like sexy dancing queen who shows body. And she's paying tribute to Elvis Presley in kind of this this uh, white Spanish rose kind of um, uh, classic kind of Elvis performance. But the, the fit is is quite loose and androgynous. And I just think it's a really nice like twist for Tamara. Yeah, she's uh, showing us versatility. She's showing us versatility. She's showing you us go versatility, Tamara. Tom. Episode three, she's like, I'm going to shake it up. She's she's like, I'm, I'm going to twist it on its head. And it's good. It's different from what we just saw. Her cell six in the performance. Now she's here serving fashion. Well, a different kind of and sex. Different... She's giving like an androgynous masculinity. It's really, mm. really fun. Next um, up, we have all of the Spice Girls. All in one. I think this is really well executed. I think Michael's done a fab job. Because um, I was watching um, Drag Race España uh, season three. And there's a look that one of the queens does in that. Who tries to do... It's a Eurovision look. And she tries to do like four people in one. And unfortunately, she she doesn't quite manage it. But this looks great. This is very well designed. I can see each and every Spice Girl. She's made really good use of like their iconography. I think she's got the leopard print. She's got the black. She's got the flag. She's got the flag. She's got the, you know, uh, blonde pigtail. Um, She's got a sporty spices tattoo. Really, really good. And she was saying in the workroom how much the Spice Girls meant to her. So I think she feels great doing this look. This is uber camp. This This is is camp. I love it. Campness, dragness, and I love it. I I I want to see her perform a Spice Girls medley in this. Yes. Like, she's got to take this look on the road. Banksy looks freaking amazing oh, here. Oh, this is just, this is wow. Instantly recognizable, yep. iconic. 
David Bowie, sort of Ziggy Stardust, Aladdin Sane era, um, designed by Kansai Yamamoto. Uh, again, we've seen it done a couple of times. One of the queens on Belgium did it, got Mick did a tribute to it in um, the season 13 finale, but blended it with a Keith Haring print. But I think Banksy, I mean, clearly David Bowie is very near and dear to Banksy's heart. Um, and what a wonderful queer icon. And I, I think this is a fab uh, recreation of that look, very faithful. I think Banksy, because she's so uh, willowy and tall, I think she she has a great kind of otherworldly presence that lends lends herself to, to this fashion. Absolutely, yeah. I think her height absolutely sells this too. Yeah, really, it's really just, fab. Uh, I love it. I love it. We got another Beyonce take <laughs> yeah, with yes. the lemonade outfit that we, you know, it's. It's great. I can, love it. Can we ever have too much Beyonce? I don't never, think so. Never. A lovely bedazzled, what, hot sauce? That's the name of it, isn't it? <laughs> it's, um, I, she's, she looks fab. I love the Beyonce illusion that she's done with her makeup. Yeah. I think she looks really, really fantastic. She's painted herself beautifully. She I really love has. that weave. And then you just know immediately who this is with that outfit. Absolutely. It was a really iconic moment for Beyonce, wasn't it? Was it Hold Up off, off Lemonade? Yeah. Uh, and it's a Roberto Cavalli look. Um, also, you know, something we've seen a, a little nod to before. We saw Candy Muse uh, do a nod to it in the Yellow Runway on season 13. doesn't detract at all from this look, though. Um, I think I, it, this is my favorite Naomi look so far. So it's really, really beautiful. Yeah. I just love the, the, the floatiness of all the layers of the fabric. The movement is gorgeous. Yes. Um, I agree. I agree. She yeah. looks sexy in it. Well done. Next now, up, we Ginger. have Ginger Johnson in a tribute to Elton John. So this is really fun. This is camp. This is fun. This is camp. And <laughs> it's from what I know of Ginger, I'm going to say that this is Ginger. Uh, this is, this is yeah. I, uh, you know, she's she's perfectly showing her brand through her icon here. Um, so this is a nod to Elton John's performance on Sesame Street when he did uh, Crocodile Rock. Um just fab. I mean, it's it's like a femme twist on it because she created a bodysuit because I don't think Elton wore a, wore a bodysuit that time around. But, you know, the feathers detox with the feathers. This this kind of like Liberace-esque um, kind of, uh, uh, yeah, number is just amazing. I, I think she looks fab. Yeah. Mm. And then we have Shania Twain. Herself. Immediately I knew it. Yeah. I just, as soon as you walked down, I'm like, that's Shania. So this is all That's about Shania. That's all Shania. It's all about the performance. Kate was so so funny pulling out. We I don't know if you actually remember. Actually, do you remember us lip syncing to this on Saturday night? No. We were at OMG oh God, in Liverpool. Stop it. And we did every <laughs> single word to that. Don't impress me much. Ho ho ho. You know I am getting flashbacks. Yeah. Very blurry. Yeah. yeah flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, um, the the lovely Queen there um, said that we were ready to lip sync for our lives. She specifically singled us out. Yeah. Well, yeah. We were. Yes. And you were going um, home. Shout out to her, Ruby Rain. She was a fab DJ. Um, so, yeah, um, I think this is really, really good. The gags of, of pulling all the different bits out of her bag. The car, the Brad Pitt. Very, very good. Her back and forth with the judges. I mean, I know I've only known Kate for three episodes, but to me, this is classic Kate Butch. <laughs> this is classic Kate Butch. Um, Look at us thinking we know them already. But I mean, the outfit itself is great as well. It's a really good replica of uh, of what Shania wore uh, in because she wore a big leopard overcoat with a hood, but with quite sexy midriff revealing underneath, didn't she? This what a great ch- runway. This doesn't change who I think the winners are. The winner is, I was going to base it on, especially 
especially when it's a girl group challenge, we have to look at the performance. Yeah. First and foremost, the triple F's one, the Fast Force Fives, um, are victorious here. In my really opinion. Are. I'm looking at this runway. There's not a single bad look there. These girls are doing a very good runway. Job. Isn't really, it? really good. Really, really good. Who are so, your faves? Give me your top three faves of the runway. I'm Just a the runway. Sucker for any kind of Bowie tribute. Uh, so Banksy, Kara uh, just looks amazing. Um, uh, and Kate for the performance. I have to put, I have to put um, Naomi up there. I know it's a simple outfit. Oh, she looks fantastic. Yeah, she made this work. The way she walked, yeah. and then the bedazzled bat, and then the makeup and the hair. I just bloody love it. And bless her, she is you know on a bad knee, mm. so she's made it work, and she actually strutted up and down that runway. Okay. Uh, so yeah, to recap, them we do think fierce fierce <laughs> fierce five is going to win with probably five badges being distributed. Uh, I do hope it's not an elimination episode. I think there's potential for it to be. Yeah. I don't think anyone deserves to go I home. Don't, yeah. Should we just leave it there? We're, we're not sending anyone home today. We are. We're not. not. No, we refuse. So, um, hope you're listening, uh, BBC, because we have spoken. <laughs> it is like they are listening to us. I think, I think, you know, even like, this was filmed several months ago, I it's think like they're they listening know, to us. It's like they're listening. No one's going home. and No one's going home. Exactly like we said, we have the winning group, which is the triple Fs, mm-hmm. and then the rest is safe. And I'm really happy to hear that. I really am. Now it's going to be a lip sync for the win, and that is going to be between Tamara and Caramel. I agree. The house. Yeah, I mean, great performances from both of them. So it is justified, but it also helps perpetuate, oh, the kind of like rival housemates. Absolutely. Line, oh, definitely. Which they're really loving. Um, so they performed to this uh, David Guetta and... Becky Hill, is it? Or someone, I don't know, Remember. Remember. Yeah. The song's Remember. It's a good song. I actually have it in my hit playlist. But um, before we get into it, sometimes I try to guess the winner of the lip sync with their little preamble before they actually perform. You know, when they're, you know, the um, the talking heads, they're like... yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. Sh- oh, well, I knew this was coming, and I'm gonna take her down. <laughs> and then the other person will say something like, "Oh, let the best person win." Sometimes I try to see <laughs> from there who's gonna win, who sounds like they, because you know, obviously it's done after, and, and they probably so, get a few different sound bites from them. So, like, trying so to try it again with a bit more humility. Yeah. Now try it with more confidence. Yes. Now try not tell us you won the lip sync. <laughs> um, yeah, let's give that now a just go. Just stare at the camera and don't talk. So. I really enjoyed this performance. It's great. It was a yeah. great lip sync between the both of them. You know, it really both, was. Both times that we've had Caramel in the top mm. to lip sync, she's always had a headpiece. And the whole time I was thinking, please have a wig underneath <laughs> yeah. that wig. Please have another have something <laughs> underneath there. I loved her dancing. There was a, some amazing movements that Caramel was doing. And then she took Very it off fun. and then she was a bit more free. She was mm. doing it. I was having more fun and getting more energy and more life from Caramel yeah. and her performance. And when I looked at the, um, when I looked at Tamara, Tamara just knows how to self face and Oh sex. yeah, yeah, yeah. She moves. She, she really knows how to just grab you and grab your attention with a stare. 
Mm. She just looks mm. at you and she just captivates you. She Fierce. makes you want to look at her. She's so captivating. You she know, really is. I can say with confidence that Kara is more slay, but Tamara is more fierce. Yeah. 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 But are you slay or are you fierce? I know which one's which. And, you know, you, you, you fall in one camp or the other. Yeah. You slay, I, you fierce. Yeah. No, but um, Tamara was great as well. Yeah. But I think she sold more of the feel of the the song and the she was really more much more sultry and mm. sexy and cunty that's the oh, word my gosh that's the word excuse me but i was getting party i was getting <laughs> energy i was getting like yes i was getting life from caramel so if i had to choose a winner it's caramel i would agree with you fab performance from both queens but i'd give it to cara who got the badge? So the winner is Caramel. Congratulations, Caramel, our third winner of the season. Um, and so that brings this episode to a close. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm the producer now. Thank you. We get a little glimpse next week's episode. I can't make out what it's about. Disaster class. Probably something comedic. Hopefully. And um, Michelle, we get it. You know what the Tesco is. Like... Yeah, Michelle. We know that you love the UK. You love dropping your little Michelle, we Britishism. Get it. Yeah, we get it. You've been to the Tesco. Get okay. it, Michelle. You okay. visited the UK. Um, there's also Aldi and Little. So if you want to like appeal to more people. Michelle. Uh, if humble you really, yourself if you really want to show us that you've enjoyed the uk start telling us about home bargains yeah or b&m there it is mm. there it is yeah um work with the people mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the people yeah we are the people see you at home bargains michelle everyone else uh join us next week thank you very much for listening make sure to follow our social medias and just just write in right in. yeah drop us a yeah, line we like line. to hear from you we love Get to hear touch. from you dm us Yay. do what you gotta do this is Paolo and Dr. Tom see you guys next week lots love guys see you soon